Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Thank you to Pastor Rodney for so beautifully laying out what Palm Sunday is all about. And it's all about Jesus, right? Well, I don't know about you, but this week, last Sunday, I was like, this is going to be an awesome week. Wait for this week. And how much can change in seven days? Anybody with me? Things can change in seven days. The same thing happened to Jesus on Palm Sunday. A lot changed in seven days. I got a call on Monday, and it was from my son Luke, and he lives in the Nashville area. And he is an artist, so he's usually up like 2, 3 a.m. and going to bed at that time. And uh, then he gets up a little bit later in the morning. And so I his light bearers. We are called to carry the light into the world in which God has called us to and given us. We all live our life on some sort of a platform. God has given us influence somewhere. Would you agree with that? God has given you, even though you may not feel like it, and maybe today you're just like, oh no, no, I don't have influence on anyone. I promise you. Your life is on a platform and you're influencing someone. And God has given us the assignment to be the light of the world. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, I love the Passion Translation. Your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that sits on a hilltop? You know, in, over in Israel, it was so beautiful when we traveled there. You see these, these cities on a hill. And in the evening, in the nighttime, you can see all the lights flickering on the hill. And this is what Jesus was talking about. And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it is placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things that you do will shine out as light upon them. And then they will give their praise to our Father in heaven. This is who we are. That is what we're called to be. A city on a hill. Rethink Life Church. We are called to be a city on a hill. Do you sometimes feel like we live in a city that is in darkness? We are called to be that city on a hill, a light that's on a stand. We're not to be covered. A king that would come back from battle. No, he was riding on a donkey's colt, a baby donkey he came in on. And as we see Jesus coming down that hill, looking over the city of Jerusalem, he sees the people. And Luke 19.41 says, when Jesus caught sight of the city, he burst into tears with uncontrollable weeping over Jerusalem. 
on that Palm Sunday, his heart was breaking for the people because he knew what was to come. He knew that he would give his life for us. He knew that he would give his life for the city that was living in spiritual darkness. So they're expecting this victorious king, but they've got a weeping king coming down on a donkey's colt. This is the life that Jesus has called us to see and be, to see as Jesus sees. Proverbs 29, verse 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. It couldn't be more true than this. If we cannot see as Jesus sees, the people will perish. Our neighbors will perish. Our schoolmates will perish. The ones that we work with will perish. If we cannot see as Jesus saw, if we cannot see them with our spiritual eyes. You know, Helen Keller was asked the question, what would be worse than being blind? And she said, the only thing that would be worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. We have to see beyond the surface, right? We got to slow down a minute in our crazy world. We got to get off of the cell phone for just a second. And we got to look up and see as Jesus saw. The weeping king as he came, we've got to see people as Jesus saw them. And as Jesus sees us, do we have divine perspective? Do we ask God to give us divine perspective to correct our vision so that we can see? He needs to give us a divine prescription, right? To see with divine vision. To see people the way that he sees them. Do you know in Orlando, it's kind of hard to pinpoint the exact numbers. But right now, it looks like we're about two and a half million people in greater Orlando. Is that amazing? Our city is growing like crazy. Did you know that 14.7% people in Orlando, there, uh, there are people in Orlando that, that attend church. Only 14%. So, like, as I sit and I look at this, this greater Lake Nona area, doesn't it ever kind of freak you out, like, how many people are driving down Narcusi, back and forth down Narcusi? And why is our, our uh, building not packed today? Because only 14% of the people in our city think that it's necessary to have this spiritual relationship. They're blind. They're living in darkness. And we are the light of the world. We can bring that light to them in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Did you know that 54% claim no religious affiliation? And over 80,000 people are moving into this area, into the Orlando area every single year. Why do we need to see as Jesus saw? Because people are eternal beings and we have the answer. We have the light of Christ within us. So we need to see as Jesus saw. Number two, we need to feel as Jesus felt. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Compassion means to suffer with. Moved mentally to the point of being affected physically. Compassion is different than pity. You can have pity on someone 
and not really care about them. But you cannot have compassion on someone without reaching out to them. It's different. Compassion reaches out. Compassion is what Jesus had for the city. His heart was breaking. The message translation says that he was deeply moved. Can we ask God to help us feel as Jesus felt? May we be deeply moved. I think we come in and we're, we can be so unconcerned, so focused on ourselves and what we have to get done. I don't know about you, but my list is so long. I cannot get it all done. Anybody else? My list is so long and I get so focused on my list that I forget to feel as Jesus felt for those around me. Anybody else? I'm just speaking the truth to you today. I, my, my emotions are raw. We need to feel as Jesus felt, church. If we're going to make any impact, any impact at all, we've got to see as Jesus saw. We've got to feel as Jesus felt. It is amazing to me how some people that have gone through some of the most difficult of situations in their life, they can still have the compassion of Jesus and feel as Jesus felt and be so sensitive to those that are going through the difficult things in their life as well. It amazes me to see people have this feeling that Jesus felt in their heart. So not only do we need to see as Jesus saw, feel as Jesus felt, but thirdly, we need to pray as Jesus prayed. Verse 38, it said, So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. The message version says, Get on your knees and pray for harvest hands. Get on your knees asking God to move. I'm asking you this week, can you pray as Jesus prayed? Asking God to use us to make a difference in this community. Use us to open doors. I love Colossians 4, 3. It says, at the same time, pray for us that God may open a door for us for the word, the gospel, to proclaim the mystery of Christ, the Messiah, of which I'm in prison. But the Bible said, open a door for us. Pray that God would open a door for us. Every morning, let's pray that God would open a door for us. That God would light and direct our path. And that he would open a door for us to be the light of the world to someone who is in darkness. God will do it. He answers those kind of prayers. He will open a door. I'm asking you to pray that this week. God, would you open a door for us? And some of us are, are maybe feel a little insecure. Maybe we feel a little timid. And the Bible tells us in uh, Acts 4.31 that the Holy Spirit fell upon them and they spoke the word of God with boldness. We can pray for boldness. We can pray for boldness even just to hand out that, that Easter invitation, just that card. Sometimes even that is difficult, right? In the world in which we live, everybody's so on, on edge that we're going to offend somebody. Let me tell you, life is short. we got to live intentional with every moment. It's okay if we offend somebody. It's okay. Not everybody's going to agree with us. They did not agree with Jesus. They did not agree with Jesus. In fact, he gave his life because of it. 
He gave his life for us because of it. But he was the light of the world and he lives within us. And we can ask for boldness. We can ask for open doors every day that God would use us. 1 Peter 3.15 says, always be ready to share the reason for the hope in you. Always be ready. Whether it's at the gym, just looking into someone's face. And just giving them a great smile and say, how are you doing today as they're looking at their their phone? How are you doing today? So good to see you. Let's break the darkness. Let's bring the light. Amen? That we are supposed to bring the light. God, give us open doors of opportunity. Pray, let me be the light. Direct my path today. Open doors of opportunity. Let me go dressed in the sandals of the gospel of peace. Let me put on my sandals. I had to tie up these babies today. Put on the sandals every day of the gospel of peace. We're making an impact. We're making footprints wherever we go with the sandals of the gospel of peace. We're walking in confidence because we're prayed up. We're ready. We're ready for that open door of opportunity. We're ready to be bold. I got my sandals on. You guys going to do that this week? Let's pray. Let's pray for God to use us this holy week. It's the least that we can do to bring the light of the world into the areas in which we live. God, illuminate, illuminate my path. Illuminate my path. His word is a light into our path. So as we get into the word every morning and we pray, God, open the door and illuminate my path. Show me the way today. I've got my plans, but God, you've got your plans. Use me, God, to be the light of the world today. Amen. Again, this is Monday morning stuff. It's not just Sunday morning stuff. We got to apply it. Remember this tomorrow. What is the first thing? we got to see as Jesus saw. We've got to, number two, feel as Jesus felt. And we've got to pray as Jesus prayed. And number four, we've got to do as Jesus did. Do as Jesus did. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save. Those that are lost. He went to seek them out. He went to share the hope, the light of the world with them. We've got to do as Jesus did. He was so intentional. He laid it out for us. He's lived his life on purpose, on mission, every moment. He was about going and telling the people. He was about asking his disciples to tell them to come and see. Come and see what God is doing. You know, Easter is the easiest time of the year. You know, 82, Lifeway Research said that 82% of all unchurched people, so all those people that we're talking about a moment ago, all these empty seats, 82% of unchurched people would come to church if they were just invited. So this week, can we be intentional, living life on purpose, walking in our sandals of the gospel of peace and give an invite 
give an invite to somebody to come to church, who knows what God will do in their life? Who knows what's going on deep inside? Only Jesus knows what's going on in their hearts. But God can use us to bring light into their lives. This is what Jesus did. John, 14, or John 1, 41 and 42. The first thing Andrew did was to find, when he met Jesus, was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. So sometimes we may not feel totally capable like Pastor Rodney would give this amazing gospel presentation that he will give next Sunday that will be so powerful, but we can bring him to Jesus, right? We can bring somebody with us. I, I have my friend Mel right here, second row. I've never met a better bringer in all my life. I mean, she is such a bringer. She's bringing people week after week after week. She moved to a new community out in Harmony. And God is using her to be, bring the light, be the salt. And she's bringing them to church every single week. All the way from Harmony, people. And we got people right, right here, right next to us. Let's just bring them. Let's bring them. Let's go and tell and let's bring them to Jesus. That verse again in that passage that we're reading, verse 38, it says in the message version, on your knees and pray for harvest hands. He's, he's saying that the harvest is ripe. The, the, the fields are ready to bring in the harvest. We are in such a dark time. Do you think the harvest is ripe in the darkness? Can we see that the harvest is ripe? People are confused. People are lonely. People are behind closed doors comparing themselves to other people on social media and considering taking their life. This is the world in which we live. God, give us harvest hands. Let us go and tell. Let us bring them to Jesus. This is such an important week. There's not an easier invitation than Easter and Christmas. People are looking for a place to go many times. And if they maybe are thinking about it in the back of their mind. And if we invite them, then we've given them direction. And we're going to bring them and they're going to hear the gospel message. And God can illuminate their life. And he used you to bring them to Jesus. We can do this. In our harvest hands, we can also serve. We have many opportunities still on Sunday. We're having two services, 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. We're going to pack out this place. Amen? We're going to pack out this place. And we need people to serve in the parking lot, to wave to them. You don't need a lot of training to Wave and smile, right? You put on your, your sandals of the gospel of peace and you stand out there and wave and bring them in. We, got, we need people to greet we, on our welcome team. We need people to serve coffee and hand it to the people with a smile. Being the light of Jesus to every single person that you hand that cup of coffee to. We've got all kinds of areas where you can serve, okay? So you can text RTL serve. To the number 97,000. If you feel like this is the best way that I can 
give my harvest hands that I can bring the light of Jesus. Just text that number, RTL serve to the number 97,000 and we'll reach out to you and get you connected onto a team to serve this weekend. God can use you in any capacity to bring the light of Jesus to our world. We're going to have 10,000 eggs. Did they mention that earlier? I couldn't hear. 10,000 eggs out on the football field. We're going to have lots of families coming. And they're coming because of the eggs. That's okay. Because they're going to find Jesus in the process, right? And they're going to encounter Rethink Life Church family who has their harvest hands ready, who has their sandals at peace of the gospel of Christ. They're ready to bring Jesus, to be the light of the world to our community. They're coming to us. We get to be his light on Sunday. Be a part of it. Be a part of it. Invite. Invest. Invite. Bring the joy of Jesus to the people around you. One of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible is right here. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 and 7. It says, For God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure, the divine light of the gospel in jars of clay. Jars of clay. This is from this time 2,000 years ago. Jars of clay that they would put light inside of. They would put oil and they would light it. And sometimes when it was broken or it would shine out the top, this light, it's in jars of clay. He's talking about our lives. That we are like these jars of clay. The gospel is shining out of us, these jars of clay. Can you imagine even the broken pieces that the light shines brighter in our life? Even in the cracks, in our imperfections, it makes us more relatable where the light shines brighter to those around us. The gospel shines brighter. The difficulties that we go through, the, the light shines brighter in this jar of clay. God has given to us to shine his light, the divine light of the gospel in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We cannot do this on our own. We cannot do this on our own. The Bible says, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. He will shine his light through you. He will use you in ways that you cannot even imagine. I mentioned Mel a moment ago. Mel and Steve, I think we mentioned it in our services before. They walked through unbelievable things over the past few months. And God has used, used the difficulty that they've walked through to be a light. I think God could entrust them with it. Because they have been the most brilliant light. I think of my friend Deb, who lost her husband in December. The light that she is to so many is unbelievable. I, cannot, I can't even wrap my mind around the joy that she walks with. The confidence that she walks with. Because she is leading our online host team. 
She's reaching so many people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. She did not allow the difficulty to leave, to leave her down. Now, I understand we all walk through different types of grief. But God has given to Deb this amazing gift to shine the light and love and joy and peace and hope of Jesus. I know this is a choice. This does not just happen. It's not a chance. It's a choice that we make to shine the light of Jesus. I think of Jen, who was with our students here in just a, a, a few moments ago. She's a school teacher, Monday through Friday. She's working with middle school students. Come on, somebody. And she chooses on Sunday morning to lead our students. I think that deserves a round of applause. I think, I mean, that is a choice. She is bringing the light. She comes with so much joy, confidence, hope in her step. If you have not met Jen, you need to meet her. Get a little light rubbed off on you. Somebody to make that kind of a choice after they've given their whole week? I, I don't understand it except that that's God on her life. And she's bringing the light into her world. Proverbs 31.15 says, She rises while it is still yet night. She rises while it is still yet night. Caleb, can I get that? He rises while it is still yet night. We live in this dark world, but God is calling us to rise and be the light while it is still yet night. So we might be walking in darkness. We may be going through difficult things. In fact, most of us probably are still, most of us are probably walking through something difficult right now if I had a raise of hands. Everyone of us. But God has called us to rise while it is still yet night and be the light. I'm going to ask them to turn the lights off in the room. And I want to show you what the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 3, 18. We all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of Jesus Christ. So inside of us, we have the hope of the world. Inside of us, we have the light. And my illustration is not working quite yet. So, we'll wait a second. And y'all let me know if it's going to work or not. <laughs> I'm getting a thumbs up. I'm getting a thumbs up. But God has called us to rise while it's dark. Can you imagine just as we sit in this room and we're getting the lights turned off? This is the spiritual condition that we live in in our nation. This is the spiritual condition that we live in here in this Lake Nona area. This is the spiritual condition that we live in in our world. It is dark. But we are called to be that city on a hill. We are called to reflect the glory of God to our world. See, when we reflect his glory... We bring his light. I'm trying not to get your eyes. We bring his light. He is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. He was there, Genesis 1. At the very beginning, Jesus. And we get the opportunity to be like mirrors reflecting his light to our world. This is what God has called us to do and to be. It's not 
that hard. It's not that hard. We just need to see as Jesus saw. We need to feel as Jesus felt. We need to pray as Jesus prayed. And we need to do as Jesus did. Bring the light into our world. Life is short. We must live intentional. We must live every single day intentional. God has called us for such a time as this. Do you ever get discontent where you're at? Do you ever feel frustrated or lacking or angry? Let me remind you that God has called us for such a time as this. We can't, we don't have time to pity party. Are you with me? We don't have time. Time is short. God has called us to this place for such a time as this. Church, we need to rise up. We're getting ready to take on some of the biggest things we've ever taken on. We're going to claim territory in this place. In Jesus' name. But we have got to rise up and be the light. Reflect the light of Jesus to this community. He needs us. To see as he sees, to feel as he feels, to pray as he prays, and to do as he did. He needs us, each one of us. We are the body of Christ. It is not Pastor Rodney and I. It is you. It's you. It's you. It's you. I can't reach who you can reach. You can't reach who I can reach. God wants to use you. So will you pray as Jesus prayed, God, open a door of opportunity for me this week, God. God, illuminate my path so I can see as you see, God, the people around me that are living in darkness that need the hope, that we don't grieve with those that are without hope. We have hope. We have the hope of heaven because of Jesus. He because of the price he paid for our sin. He became the bridge for me. A sinful person that is not perfect in any way. I fail every single day. Thank you, Jesus, that the blood was applied and I have eternal life because you died on that cross, paid the price for my sin. You were buried dark but you arose again to new life and I can rise to new life because of Jesus and I have a home in heaven one day who knows when that day might be but one day I will stand before my God and I will say thank you because of Jesus I can come into heaven thank you Lord thank you that the light of the world illuminated my heart and my is that there'll be a line of people behind me that I brought with me. That's what we need to do. We can be the light of the world if we do what Jesus did. Would you commit to that with me? We can't do this by ourselves. Our staff, we can't do it by ourselves. We're, we're a lean, mean machine. But we 
do it by ourselves. God has called all of us to be the light of the world. Can you imagine this place illuminating, this city illuminating as we carry the light of the world in fragile clay jars, knowing that it's not us, but it's him. God use us. Would you bow your head with me in prayer? Father, we thank you so much. God, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, God. Today, if you're sitting in this place and with our heads bowed, our eyes closed, and, and you have never experienced what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus, and today you'd like to pray with me so you can experience and come to know Jesus in a personal way, would, would you just, just let me know that you, you're ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today? Because I want to pray a prayer with you. You can let me know by just raising your hand. Just let me know that you want to receive Jesus, the light of the world, as your Lord and Savior. Let's pray together. You can just pray this simple prayer after me. Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died for my sin and he rose again. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I declare I will shift my life away from living for myself and living for Jesus. And I will engage Jesus as the CEO of my life, that he will be my Lord, he will be my Savior, and I will follow him all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. If you prayed that prayer, if everyone keep their, their heads bowed, their eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer with me, just raise your hand and let us know. Amen. Amen. Maybe you're here today. And God has just spoken to your heart. I'd just like to pray a prayer over you this morning as well. In fact, I'd like to pray the prayer that I pray over myself every day. As we go out into this holy week, we remember all that Jesus has done for us. Father, I pray that you would protect us, God. That you would provide for us, God, every opportunity to be your light. God, I pray that your presence would guide us, your Spirit, God, your, your guiding presence, your abiding presence that lives in us, the Holy Spirit, would guide us. Father, I pray for your power to be upon us, that we would speak the word of God with boldness. Father, that we would say that invite with boldness. Would you like to go to church with me this week? Can I pray for you? God, I pray that you would make us bold this week with your power. God, I pray you give us favor with people, opportunities, doors of opportunities would be open for us to share the gospel. And lastly, I pray, Father, that the peace that surpasses all human understanding would guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus and that we would put on the sandals of the gospel of peace and that we would walk in Christ 
confidence every step, God, that you have for us. And we would share the gospel, the hope that is found in Jesus wherever we go. And may our footprints that are left behind leave a sweet aroma of the gospel of peace wherever we go, Father, this week. Use us, God, to go and tell people about the good news that is found in Jesus. God, we ask that you bless our services this Sunday, God. Lord, we pray you'd bless the mailer that goes out. We pray you bless the yard signs. We pray you bless all the invites that go out. Lord, we pray you bless the words of our mouth as we speak out the invitation. And God, you would use it all to help people that are walking in darkness find the light that leads to life eternal. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.